0: Welcome to the Fin10, the podcast about fintechs that takes 10 minutes or less. I am your host, Josh Herman, the CEO of CU Digital One. CU Digital One is a credit union service organization, or a CUSO. It is a holding company focusing on three forward-looking verticals, blockchain, digital investment solution, and artificial intelligence. For, for more information, connect with me on LinkedIn. And I am very excited about today's guest, Paul Fiore. Uh, Paul has founded several successful technology ventures, including online banking software provider Digital Insight, payments company DoubleBeam, and mobile application provider CU Wallet. Paul's an advisor to blockchain company CryptoPlan for digital self-custody directed wills and trusts, and advisor to fractional alternative investment real estate company Concrete. Previously, Paul was CFO for Affinity FCU for five years and VP of Strategy for XP Systems, a credit union core system provider. Uh, Paul graduated from New York University in 1991. Welcome to the Fin Podcast, Paul.
1: Thanks, Josh. I think what you're doing is great. Excited to
0: participate. Thank you, thank you. And, and I, I, I mentioned this before before we, we hit record here, but this is the most humble uh, uh, bios that that I've read yet of, of all people to kind of pump those up. Um, you, you went with the humble approach, but we'll we'll hopefully get into more of your background here um, as as we go through the podcast. Um, but I mean as I mentioned you have you have quite the impressive background um if you don't mind um kind of bring the listeners up to speed on, on your beginnings um and some of the projects that you've been involved with over the years
1: happy to yeah I actually started with very humble beginnings went to a business course to learn accounting out of high school and then after a year got a job at a credit union in New York City and I eventually worked my way into the accounting department so I started as an assistant teller. I wasn't quite qualified to touch the money, but I supported the tellers. And when I got into the accounting department, something amazing happened is the CEO picked me to buy a PC computer to help the credit union automate. And that kind of turned my life around because I bought a computer, uh, an IBM PC XT, helped automate some of their internal accounting functions. And then years later, I uh, found out that technology was kind of the core to banking. I was 29 back at the, credit union in New Jersey as chief financial officer. I'd been there for five years. And I was the person who would constantly badger our core banking processor, it's called XP System, saying, hey, we need loyalty points on credit cards. We're getting beat by these competitors. We need a better, faster loan origination system. We need better branch automation. And they eventually hired me as head of product in 1994. And that's when I realized that the industry was very fragmented, not just banks, there were thousands of banks and credit unions, but there were dozens of competitors to XP systems, Semitar, Ultradata users, et cetera. And it meant that if you spent a couple of million dollars to build a software feature, there wasn't enough customers to buy that feature to make it economically viable. So that's when I got the idea to start Digital Insight. You know, actually it wasn't going to be internet banking, we were, I was going to do a loan origination system. I told the founders and CEOs, CEO of XP systems that give me one product, maybe your quick loan product, and let me bring it not just to your 200 credit and clients, but let me try to market it to the thousands of other financial institutions. And then I switched to internet banking and you know that was a, a tremendous success story. I'm very proud of that.
0: That's that's extremely fascinating. At, at the end here, we have a, a FinTech moment, but I think the listeners could have actually learned a lot from, from what you just said. Um, And and you're you're involved in a couple projects today. Um, I know we we talked about um, concrete. Um, Maybe you could just give us some more background about about what that is, why you're excited about it and and how you see it kind of fitting in in the fintech space. Sure, the
1: entire subject of alternative investing was very fascinating to me. I actually worked at Wall Street at Lehman Brothers before I was the CFO of the credit union. And I was one of the early supporters of E-Trade and started using that when it came out and realized that, wait a minute, when are banks and credit unions going to see fintech as friends versus foe? So uh, I started as an advisor to a, a company that was offering a crypto product for uh, credit union's members through the credit union. And then I also joined uh, Concrete. So simply it's an alternative investment platform. So credit union have members that are buying, whether they buy Tesla stock or Ethereum or fractional real estate or exotic, you know, uh, artwork or precious metals, the money is leaving the credit union. So my thoughts were, why don't credit unions win on total assets on deposit, not just uh, our total assets under management, not just assets under deposit. So if it leaves the balance sheet, can it stay in the credit union ecosystem? So I found a company called Concrete. I met their founder CEO, Sean Say and basically pitched to him, hey, I know you're already in the app store, you have 50,000 customers, you've raised $7 million in venture capital, and you have millions of dollars of assets under management. What if I help you distribute through credit unions so that the credit unions get a revenue stream, you get lower customer acquisition, better engagement, lower churn, and everybody wins. So um, I'm proud to be part of their team as an advisor helping them we have two uh, pilot credit union clients, one in New York and one in Michigan, that we're rolling out. And excited to see how that evolves.
0: Yeah, that, that is exciting and definitely a need. Um, and, and you kind of you kind of mentioned um, this a little bit about how some people pitch fintechs against traditional financial institutions, and then how some see collaboration as as a key to success. And I, I mean, depending on the fintech. Um, I, I see collaboration as, as potentially the key to success for, for a lot of these situations. But I'm very curious, given your background and where you're at right now, what your thoughts are about the role that fintechs play?
1: Yeah, very, very interested in this topic. You know, fintechs have always been around. They are called non-banks. Uh, Western Union started 1851. They started money transfer 1871. And Banks have always embraced companies that offered either back-end, back-office, or settlement services. They provided a service that banks couldn't do individually because banks and credit unions are so fragmented, or they got a service that they didn't want to do, like currency transfer at an airport terminal, which ceded to uh, people who got money, transmitter licenses to be able to do that because banks didn't want to have all those different currencies and have someone at the branch at the airport. So, but then something changed in 19... 19- 98 PayPal started, and then the Western Unions offered MoneyGram the same year in 88, and I actually worked at a company called Green Dot, which was founded in 99, and they did prepaid debit cards, and I was talking to the founder one day, he was telling me the story, he was a radio disc jockey, and he couldn't get a phone because he had bad credit, so he wanted to, He got a prepaid phone, then he wanted to get a credit card, so he figured there, he'd go out and find a prepaid credit card, and that didn't exist, so he invented it. He thought his customers would be, you know, children who can't get a credit card until they turn 18. Instead, what he found is that people who were outside of the banking system, either because they had a checking account closed or for some other reason, uh, couldn't get a debit card. And that launched an entire era of companies that provide services. And I think that the, the lesson here is that historically, the goal was to work with banks or within the banking system. And today, fintech or software companies are taking away customers from credit unions. And then the question is, well, how do you prevent that? How do you, as a credit union, embrace the fact that this whole swath of new companies are coming to steal your members and what can we do about it? And my passion having started at 18 at a credit union, is our biggest strength is collaboration, cooperation, credit unions working together, sharing resources, sharing ideas, and now thanks to uh, Companies like yours, CU Digital One, sharing investment. It's a promising fintech company so that creditors have a chance to compete. Because I could tell you the companies raising capital in the outside market, companies like Acorns and Betterment and Yield Street and Fundrise that are offering alternative investment products are raising billions of dollars, signing tens of millions of customers, and the threat's only going to get larger.
0: That's incredible insight, and and if somebody wants to offer me a billion dollars, um, let's have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before, I guess I, I want to throw you a curveball here here too, because I, I really value your insights on this. Um, and, and this is this is like I said, a random one off question. But where do you see traditional finance 20, 30 years from now? I mean, there's there's those out there pushing. Virtual reality and in Meta, and, and that side of things. I mean, do you see TradFi getting into that space, or do we just see, you know, less friction on the banking side? Uh, there's there's a whole plethora of ways that that the future could go. Really curious of your thoughts on all.
1: Yeah, you know, let let's think about it from one angle, and I'll use crypto as an example. Right, I was talking to a friend of mine uh, who's in the banking system that it's hard for Americans to really appreciate and understand what it means to have a trustless uh, financial system on a blockchain, because you come from a world where you trust your bank, you trust your federal reserve, you trust your government. And, you know, but if you're a country like Argentina, Brazil, uh, today, El Salvador announced the volcano bond backed by Bitcoin paying 6% yield, Bitcoin is the legal tender in, in El Salvador. You realize that no one wants to get paid in a, currency, let's say a peso where the government is just printing more and more, it comes devalued, leads to hyperinflation. And if you don't trust your government, your bank, your uh, financial regulatory system, then you need an alternative. So in other countries, they see and embrace kind of this trustless network of blockchain and currencies like Bitcoin. But in America, we trust our banks and our central government and our Federal Reserve to not create those problems. So they in, I see it evolving that there's going to be a hybrid, right? So consumers could, if you want to have your own currency in the world of crypto, you could self custody, manage it on your own, or you could have a trusted party do that for you and with you so that um, they either, it's almost like a safety deposit vault where they provide a service. They go through the due diligence to pick a vendor that's going to provide that technology. And then uh, partner together. I see that is how it evolved in the
0: United States. I think I, I think I agree with you. The way you laid that out is is excellent. I think hybrid hybrid is the future. There's going to be some sort of um, you know development and evolution on, on the tradfi side. It's just not going to be status quo. And right now, credit unions are are fighting for relevancy. And and once you start losing the battle of relevancy, you you start becoming obsolete and you look at Blockbuster and, and those other places as well. I mean, obviously, you know, those stories involve a lot more debt, um, but still the, the concept is the same that you you have to constantly be evolving um, and win the battle of, of relevancy. But for for our Fin10, FinTeach moment here, um, I, I think a lot of our founders listening would, would love to hear if you just had one piece of advice um, for them and this. Uh, this would typically come with a high, a high fee with it. So uh, listeners listen up here. But, but Paul, what would you, what would you uh, tell to some of our, our new founders out there?
1: You know, I've, I've had four tech exits. And one thing I noticed from entrepreneurs starting a company is they focus on product, right? A lot of engineering dollars, a lot of product dollars. But they don't find out from the potential user of that product. They don't get feedback early enough in the loop. I remember one fintech entrepreneur telling me that, you know, he doesn't need pilots and sales and marketing because he's at a hospital, people are bleeding and he's selling band-aids. They're going to find him, you know? And I remember thinking, well, that might work in other industries, but in credit unions and banking, it's, you know, a hundred year old industry with a lot of personal relationships. So if you could win, you're either going to win on raising capital, having enough dollars to find your product market fit. You're going to, you're going to win on product because you have a world-renowned kind of uh, massively game-changing product. Or you're going to win on sales and pilots and getting into you know really good feedback early in the process. I suggest a combination of the three. Don't raise too much money. Don't raise uh, you know work on product, but get it into the feedback loop as quickly as possible with the users and get as much traction early on as you can because that will lead to getting more customers, which will lead to raising more capital, which will lead to you know, getting more sales, and it
0: becomes a cycle. That's all. That's awesome insight. Um, so, how can people get a hold of you, Paul?
1: Paul D Fiori, that's Fiore. That's F I O R E at gmail.com is probably the easiest way. I'm on LinkedIn as well.
0: Perfect. And thanks for joining me today, Paul. This has been absolutely incredible, educational for me. I got a page of notes here, uh, just for myself. Um, thanks to the listeners for listening, and we're out.